0: Hey there, Impactful One. This is actually an older episode of the Impact Driven Entrepreneur podcast. And so, to get an updated list of our offerings, what's going on in our world, and all of the things in an updated version, make sure you click on impactdrivenentrepreneur.com or like go to our site or click on the link in the show notes section for this podcast so that you can. get all of the most up-to-date products, services and updates from us. I appreciate you being a listener. Welcome, today we are talking all about how to stop feeling like a fraud and finally make the money you deserve. Let's start with why feeling like a fraud comes up. So feeling like a fraud comes up because of a phenomenon Called the Dunning Kruger effect. And this has actually been shown through psychological studies and proven in the literature. And basically, what happens is that you're actually knowing that you don't know what you don't know. So, if you have you ever heard of the levels of understanding a topic, right? There's you don't know what you don't know consciously and unconsciously incompetent, right, is what it's called. You just don't know what you don't know. But then you get to a level where you start to understand the topic at a deeper level, and then you're like, oh, but now I know that there's so much that I don't know. And that's what starts to happen as you are becoming more and more of an expert in your area of expertise. And so that is really why these fraudy feelings start to come in. So that's the first element, right? Is that you start to become aware of the depth of your own field and industry and how much more you have as a process of mastery and becoming the full expert that you are wanting to become, okay? Secondly, this is a very good thing, right? If you, so one, all of us here are here because we are impact-driven entrepreneurs. We want to help others. We want to make a difference in the world. And if we were, say, sociopaths, right, people who didn't care about what we were doing or who we were helping or the, uh, the had no empathy and no emotion and no anything towards others. That is the definition of a sociopath is you don't have empathy, you lack empathy. And so ha- if we were that, we wouldn't have fraudy feelings and we wouldn't make it mean anything about ourselves because we'd have zero empathy. And so there are two things that I think are the main reasons that we get into fraudy feelings. The first is like I talked about, you are just becoming more and more of an expert in your field and you are realizing that actually the depth of how far I can go in this, in this mastery of my expertise is greater and way more vast than what I actually know. So that's a very good thing because it means you are becoming more and more of an expert, right? Just by the mere fact that you understand that there's still stuff you don't know. Number two is the fact that you have empathy and that you are essentially an impactor of an entrepreneur. And you're here to help people and you're here to make a difference. So now I want to kind of transition into... So the the first thing I talked about is why fraudy feelings happen, and I believe it's because of two different things that are based out of psychological literature. The first is your ability to understand that you are an expert in the field, but yet you still have so much more to master, which is a beautiful, amazing thing, because it means you are truly becoming more and more of an expert. You guys, okay, I believe that this is such a good place to be. Okay? I actually tell my children. So my one of my children is a little bit of a he wants to be a know-it-all, okay? Wonder where he gets that. He's a little bit of a know-it-all. And so I try to tell him I'm like nobody knows everything. And we're always learning and growing. I want him to remain teachable, coachable, etc. And so I actually tell him this, that he doesn't know what he doesn't know, and he also doesn't know everything. And so this is a beautiful thing if we look at it as a beautiful thing and we utilize it as a characteristic of having so much more mastery, so much more coaching and and learning potential within our expertise field, okay? So that's number one. Number two is we are not sociopaths. We actually have empathy and we care. And because we are here to make a difference in the world, we question whether we will be able to do that. And we care and we have so much love and so much to give that we have a fear that it is not going to produce as many results or whatever the thing is for the people that we're here to serve. And so instead, what I have some reframes for you. So what I would love to offer you here is that your people need you to show up more than they need you to worry about if it's going to be what you think it should be. Because again, you as the expert have your understanding and your depth of understanding of your industry. They only need two steps, three steps ahead of where they are in which they are blocked. And so they need your help in clearing the path for a few steps. They don't necessarily need all of the expertise that is available in the entire industry, that would completely overwhelm them. And I want you to think about yourself. When you are in a learning process, is it more helpful to understand everything your professor, teacher, coach, etc. knows, or is it easier to comprehend and take the next step when you just learn the next step? And so I think that so much of it is us just getting in our own head, getting in our own way, and actually what is happening. We are not getting out there, we are not showing up, and we are not able to help the person clear the path and move two steps. And I believe, I I tend to be a little bit on the spiritual side on this, but I believe that the person you are meant to serve is there waiting for you. They are there and it is their destiny to be helped by you. If you had the desire to do this, you didn't have any desire. You had the desire to do this. I always tell my clients who, if you're on, you're going to know what I'm talking. going to say next. You didn't have the desire to be an astronaut. If you did, maybe maybe you have a business around astronauting, (laughs) but like, like you have this desire for a reason. And so it is our obligation to move the mental clutter out of our own way so that we can help those people that we are meant to serve or help. However you want to say that. Yep. I say that all the time. All right. Next, there are we're talking about the fraudy feelings that can lead us to not making the money you deserve. So there's a few things that I see are huge in the money aspect, right? Because it starts with fraudy feelings. It starts with us getting in our own way and it can start by looking like, I'm just not going to offer this. I'm not, I'm just not going to show up. I'm too afraid to post. I'm too afraid to pitch that podcast and be really exposed And all of that is us focused. It's not focused on them. So as impact-driven entrepreneurs, it is our duty to manage our brain enough to have it be focused on what it is that the final outcome is that we are trying to create in the world for those we are here and meant to serve. So number two, that this is really going to block you on the income side is I'm too inexperienced to charge what this work is really worth. Or I just don't have XYZ enough to charge XYZ number. And what is happening there? What is happening there is that we are undervaluing our service. And so when we undervalue our service, what happens? When we undervalue our service, the client comes in, pays a lower amount. What is your commitment level? If let's say you had 40 pounds or 20 pounds or however many pounds, like a a significant number, right? 20, 30, 40 pounds that you wanted to lose. What is your commitment level when you've invested $5 to do this versus when you've invested $10,000 to do this? right? You show up differently for an investment that was more money. And so what happens is when we have fraudy feeling, we have not managed our brain. And then we go out into the world and we say, you want to take this? This might help you. Then the person says, yes, out of a course of a miracle, because they were meant to be helped by you. And they buy for a small amount. And then they don't do, they're not at the commitment level, right? The energy exchange, what what was committed, what they put in was less than what the value was for them. And therefore, they put in that equal amount of effort, which then does what results is created from that. They don't get the full transformation that is possible through your program and as a result of that see how this becomes a cycle as a result of them not getting the full transformation you say my service must not be worth that much when really it was just a self-fulfilling prophecy and so i really want you to question any of the thoughts that you're having around your pricing and the fraughty feelings. If you're feeling fraughty feelings, you have to look at where am I undercharging and is this most of service? I always say it is the most of service to our clients to actually charge what their transformation is worth. That is the only way to price. It's not based on your worth. It's not based on their worth either. It's based on the transformation I really hope you guys get this, the transformation which they are getting. So I'll give you an example. So I have done business consulting for kind of like small but middle-sized businesses, right? Not in the complete startup mode, but it's technically a small business is anything under two million. So I've done consulting for businesses like that. My rate for that is a lot more money than when I am doing, say, coaching and teaching for a new startup. You see the difference, right? What is the value, what is the potential, earning potential based on the information that I'm going to give them? It is two very different amounts, right? And I always want that value of that transformation to more than pay for itself. Right, but what I'm going to charge a corporation is not the same as what I'm going to charge an individual in startup mode. I'm still su- super valuable. That has nothing to do with me. So I, I one of my pet peeves is charge your worth. I think it's just wrong because I think we're all equally worthy. We're all worthy. We're 100% worthy. Our pricing has nothing to do with it. Our pricing is about the value of the transformation for that client. Okay. All right. So next, okay. If I was further along, if I had XYZ, if I had a six figure business, if I had, if I weighed 110 pounds, then I could really be a good health coach. (laughs) Whatever your stories are about external crap that you are placing control over is a lie. It is a lie your brain is telling you to keep you small, to keep you comfortable, from, to keep you from doing the highest level potential that you have and that you are and from becoming that. Okay. So what I want you to hear here is that no matter what it is that you're going through, if there is something that you're like, yeah, but if I had X, Y, Z, if I had 10,000 followers on my Instagram, besides being able to do swipe up, if I had that, then I would be able to make the money. No. Followers has nothing to do with it. The same thing happens with any external thing. I remember I was like, when I get to a $100,000, I will be so much more confident. That was bullshit. I had the choice of being confident early from day one. And instead I chose to beat myself up about it and to say I was a fraud and that I was blah, 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 blah. And what did that do? It just hurt my relationship with myself. And and what it did is really made getting to that, harder and longer than it really had to be way. And so my invitation to you is to look at what you are making conditions around and don't wait for those conditions because even when those conditions come, you're going to have another goal. You're going to have something else. And so what happens is brain, I I teach mindset mastery, right? So it's basically you are learning to manage the thoughts you're having that you are coming from the primal part of your brain. My background's in neurosurgery. The primal part of your brain has a lot of gut, like not as evolutionized (laughs) like or whatever. They're not like the thoughts that are incongruent with where you really want to go for peak performance. So what happens is when that primal part of your brain starts to freak out, it like throws a wrench at your progress. And so it is that management of that inner dialogue that's going to allow you to push past those moments that are can be turning points or can be moments of breakdown. And all right, so I have something else about this. I just want to make sure. Okay. So what happens is when we externalize things, right? So let's say I said, when I have a client that gets to $100,000, which I did. So I was like, when I get a a client to get to $100,000, then more people will be buying from me. It's just going to automatically happen. Guess what? That shit didn't happen. And then what happened? I just set another goal. I need a client to get to a million. And we did that. And then this is what happens when you are externalizing when you're going to feel better, you're never really solving the reason you're not feeling better, the reason you're not feeling better, the reason you're not feeling confident in all of this stuff is your own thoughts. And because we didn't fix the original problem, we just transferred it to something outside of ourselves, then we continue to perpetuate this cycle. Okay, so this is my invitation to you, is to really choose on purpose the thoughts that are going to make you feel better. Because it will be so much easier for you to get to the destination of the money, of the business, when you have dealt with and cleaned up your own thinking. All right, so that was and, and P.S., I learned that through a cycle of overachieving for years. <laughs> you, if you guys look at my story, this is really the underlying current of my story. So I started, first of all, when I was 23, I got a job in brain surgery, okay? And I literally walked into the office of the manager and I was like, I want this job I really want it. I graduated out of nursing school. I was a new grad. They had never accepted a new grad ever. And I was like, I'm getting this job. And they actually created a new grad program for me. (laughs) because I was so insistent upon this. Okay. I love brain surgery. I love neurology. I've been obsessed with it since I was 16. Okay. And so they give me this job. I orient and I go into this career. OK, I severely injured my back because I was such an overachiever. OK, and over time, I eventually ended up with I need to climb this corporate ladder, first of all, because I was overachiever. Second of all, because my body was like not able to handle it. I ended up climbing the corporate ladder. I was asked to oversee three hospitals when my daughter was born a preemie. It was like the universe was like, hell no, this is not your path. What the hell are you doing? and I ended up going all into the side coaching business I had. I was a health coach at the time, and so I go into the side coaching business. I'm building this while also taking care of my two kids under two. I get that business to $15,000 a month, and in that process, completely burnout. I'm like, When I get to 15,000, it's going to be so much easier. It's going to be so much better. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. It's going to be that. And I just worked my ass off until I got there. When I got there, I was like, really? This is it. This is what I've been working so hard for. I thought it was going to be so great. And I just set a higher goal and a higher goal and another thing and another thing. And it was exhausting. And so what I have learned in this process of trying to achieve and trying to feel better when I get somewhere is that is not going to happen, right? We have to work on ourselves. Now we have to love ourselves. We have to enjoy the process now, and we have to create our life on purpose. This is why when I teach impactful business, I'm teaching you how to make, like how to pay yourself consistent, recurring revenue. This is everything, Right. Work having freedom of time. And I completely restructured my business because I was going down burnout mode again. I just recreated that same problem. And so now the business is completely different. I work three days a week. I am chill. I have time for myself. I take care of my brain. I take care of what I'm thinking about on purpose, like it is completely different and it is a better experience. Now I have goals, do not get me wrong. We have a goal to get to a million dollars. I have a goal that is a high goal, but I'm also not in a rush to get there. And from this place, it has come so much more easily, so much more effortlessly. And so much more fulfilling every moment, every step of the way, instead of thinking that everything will be fixed when I get there. And that's really my invitation to you is to really look at what are you saying that when this will happen, I will feel this. We are giving up our power to a circumstance and we will always be disappointed in that attaining of that result because immediately when you hit it, you're going to set something else. And what we're really avoiding is really doing the work on why we think we're not worthy, why we think we're not good enough, and all of this. And that is truly our work. Right. So then there's this other piece, right? Is like when we have frothy feelings, I think that a lot of it really comes from comparing ourselves because we're like, when so is, must be better at this than I am. and First of all, that's all an illusion because nobody else is probably comparing you. And also, I think everybody has their zone. So I have, I've spoken with my team about it, right? What is our differentiator? What makes us like really who we are? And what has come up for me is I am not the best salesperson in in the whole wide world. Like I'm really not, right? Right. We, have, we work with a coach who's a spectacular salesperson. Like she will blow us out of the water on sales every single day. But what we are good at, what we are good at is strategy. What we are good at is consistent recurring revenue. What we are good at is building foundations that feel good, that are based on you, based on your strengths, right? That is what we're good at. And so for you, I want you to not compare... For the sake of belittling yourself and beating yourself up, I want you to compare and say to yourself, what makes us amazing? And you know what? I'm so happy for her because she is amazing at sales. That's amazing for her. Guess what? I could hire a salesperson. And we do. We have a lot of them. (laughs) We have them. So what I want you to look at is, okay... What I can't do, I don't have to get jealous. I don't have to get triggered by somebody else being better at something than I am. One, we are entrepreneurs. We have to think of it as CEOs, as, oh, we can outsource these pieces. But two is really getting to where we understand what we are really good at in our own unique way that blows everyone else out of the water and owning that like getting to a place where you're like, yes, this is what I am good at. And so I really want you to think about that. Okay, and so lastly, just focus on your people. Who are you meant to serve? What are you meant to do in this world? And then go out there and just focus on one person at a time making a difference that is what impact driven is. You're just going to show up if you cannot show up. This is how I always did sales, right? Like I really struggled to show up for sales. I was like, all right, I can't show up for myself because I'm terrified. (laughs) And boy, did I have to manage my brain around all of this. But I knew that I had somebody that I could help. And so I showed up for them. And so overall how you are going to stop feeling like a fraud and finally make the money you deserve is by getting out of your own way. Do not, it's not about you. It has nothing to do with you. Neither your pricing nor the sales nor the result, nor whether they say yes or no. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. If they say yes or no, their situation, their circumstance, blah, 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 blah. And secondly, Just be willing to get out there and show up and go out with a curious mind and be like, I wonder if this is going to be my next client. I just wonder. Let's find out. And just go out there curiously and excited and ready to show up and help someone. And that is how you start to really enjoy the process and not be so outward focused. See that? All right. So that's what I have for you guys today. Have an amazing day. Bye. Get daily mindset strategy and support to grow your business for free. Join our community, the Coaching for Impact community on Facebook. Just go to impactdrivenentrepreneur.com slash community to join.